spread the fire. Welcome back to SMWX fam. And today in our episode, we continue with our Road to 2024 series. We've got you locked all the way through until the election and beyond. And this is the best place to understand South Africa's upcoming 2024 election. So in today's video, we're going to do three things. First, we're going to look at the recent polls that have come out, which paint a very interesting picture of what could be happening in next year's election and the outcome. Second, we're going to analyze what those polls mean for the three biggest parties in South Africa, the ANC, DA and EFF. And then third, and after that, we're going to look at what the polls mean for some of the other parties in South Africa's election. So stay tuned and let's get into part one, where we look at the recent polling data, which paints a very interesting picture. Okay, so let's get into it. Now, in our first Road to 2024 series, which, as I say, is linked in the description, we looked at the current landscape in terms of which party has how much support in South Africa. So you know that the ANC is around 57. For example, EFF was around 10. Go and check that video if you want the detailed stats. Now, let me tell you about how I interpret polling data in an election. Now, in South Africa, we don't have great polling data in places like the United States, which is also going to an election next year. By the way, just an interesting fact, next year is just a fascinating year for elections all around the world. So the US is going to an election. India, the world's biggest democracy, is going for a big election. Indonesia, another one of the world's biggest democracies, is going for an election. Probably the UK will go for an election. Their election cycle is not predetermined, but it looks like they will have an election. And of course, South Africa has an election. So it's not every day that you have South Africa, the US, the UK, India, Indonesia, all going for elections. So we're one of the big elections next year. But as I was saying, if you look at the polls in South Africa, we don't have that much polling compared to places like the UK and the US, for example. But what I always do in elections is I take the polls that currently exist and I look at the average of those polls and that will give you an interesting indication of where things are heading. It's not going to give you a perfect prediction and that's not what I'm trying to do, but it can give you a direction and a ballpark within which to work so that you know roughly where things are going. And having done this in, in past elections, uh, both in 2021, I did this for my own purposes, and 2016 and 2019, it's proved to be quite useful in terms of where things are heading. So the interesting thing right now is that there have been three new recent polls, one from Ipsos, another one from the Brenthurst Foundation, and a third from the Social Research Foundation. So I want to tell you what those polls are saying. And it's important that we understand what each of them is saying, and then I'll give you what the average of those three polls is saying, and that'll give us just a ballpark of where things are looking like they're heading. Once again, one more caveat is that we're still fairly far out from the election. Um, it could be in May, it could be in August, we don't know exactly when yet, and go back to that other video to find out how the election date is set. But let's have a look, okay? So the Ipsos poll, which came out towards the end of October, which was based on surveying around 3,600 people, I believe. 
has the ANC sitting at 43%. Okay, that's that's something. Um, 43 is a very serious number for the ANC, but we're going to get into more of this. The Social Research Foundation has the ANC sitting at 45. Again, quite alarming. And then the Brenthurst Foundation one has the ANC at 41. So if you take those three and you average them out, the ANC is currently at 43 in the average of those polls that have been recently conducted. Now we're going to get on to what this means in part two, but I think you can already see that alarm bells will be ringing at Lutuli House. Let's look at the DA on the other hand. Now again in the Ipsos poll, the DA is currently sitting at 20. Whereas in the Social Research Foundation poll, and this may reveal something of a bias in those numbers, the DA is sitting at 31, which is a full 11 points above the Ipsos poll. Now what you find in polling is usually the numbers are roughly similar. You won't get these big outlier numbers. So the Social Research Foundation with this big 31% number for the DA right now is either very right or very wrong. And uh, that's why the average of the polls matters because you kind of bring these extremes back into at least some kind of average. And then finally, the Brentos poll had the DA at 23. So let's Put all those together and average them out. Remember the ANC average is 43. The DA average is 25, which is enlarged somewhat by that big SRF number. If we just took the Ipsos and, and the Brentos poll, they'd be at about 21, 22. So the DA will be chuffed with that, but they should be a bit cautious to celebrate the SRF poll because I think we still need to see that being confirmed. 31 for the DA, for me, would be a dramatic overperformance. And then we have the EFF. So where does the EFF sit in these three recent polls when we put the averages together? Okay, so Ipsos. Remember the EFF is sitting at 10% after the latest election. Ipsos has them at 18%. 1.8%. The Social Research Foundation has them at 9%. So again, you can see the Social Research Foundation in its polling is bearish, no, it's bullish on the DA and bearish on the EFF or it, it uh, compared to the other polls. And then the Brenthurst poll has the EFF back at 17, mirroring the Ipsos poll. So if we put those averages together, we have the EFF sitting at 15%. Now, what's interesting about these averages right now is that if you take the average number for the ANC, 43, the DA, 25, and the EFF at 15%, that only accounts for 82% of the total vote. So what, what this also means is that there's 18% of the vote that's either undecided or up for grabs in other parties. So for me in this election, there are really four big players. There's the ANC, the DA, the EFF, and then there's the rest. And I don't mean to be pejorative about that, but that the rest figure is a very important number. 
If that number grows, that's going to be the fourth biggest block. It's a whole load of different parties from Action SA to the Patriotic Alliance to Borsa to Rise Mzansi to Chiluva to COPE. But um, that number will be very important too. So bear in mind that there's, there's still a lot of the vote that isn't divided between the three biggest parties. So having looked at the average of the recent polls and having a sense of where the numbers stand, let's try and analyze what this means for the three biggest parties. Let's first look at this from the perspective of the ANC. Now in the last video, the polling numbers were in a different place and there was a suggestion that in fact, if you looked at those polls, the ANC was going to get somewhere closer to 50%. And that would be an absolute dream scenario for the ANC because, of course, that would mean it wouldn't need to go into coalition with any party in order to govern at least the national government outright. So what we've seen in these polling numbers is a slide from where the ANC was, which was in the 48 mark, down to the 45 mark. Actually, the average is 43. So... Lutuli House should be worried by these polling numbers, very worried, because what anything below 45, when those election results come out at the IEC Result Center, wherever we are in May, and we're all sitting there glued to our TV screens waiting for the results, the number you need to look for is, did the ANC get anywhere below 45 or below? If the ANC gets above 45, then it can get a coalition together with just a few of the smaller parties. But if it gets below 45, then we are truly living in a different world that we have never seen in South Africa because we are truly at the point where a new government, a new opposition government, and we'll talk about the configuration of that, could be a real possibility. So just think about that, right? If the ANC is out of national government, as soon as next year, as soon as like in six months, potentially, if the election is in, is in May. Then what happens to, for example, President Ramaphosa? Would he want to stick around on the opposition benches? I don't know if, if President Ramaphosa has time for us like that. He's, he's a busy person. He's got uh, a successful business life he could get back to. If the ANC wasn't the government and he wasn't the president... Would he even stick around, never mind if he would survive? Of course, that would be the worst performance for any ANC president, and maybe the knives would be out for him anyway. So 45 and below, which is where the ANC is sitting in these polls, should be ringing alarm bells in Lutuli House, and they should be trying everything they can to claw their way back to that late 40s mark. So this is a serious warning for the ANC, and a suggestion that people are not happy with the state of the country at the moment and are looking for some kind of change. Having said that, the ANC still remains the biggest party by far. So let's come on to the DA because the DA, I don't know what, what I would think about this if I was the DA, okay? So the Social Research Foundation is giving um, a big 31 vote of confidence in its numbers. So I'd be very happy with that because if the DA got anywhere from around 30, which has traditionally been its absolute ceiling, the DA should be celebrating to high heaven. 
But if you look at the other two polls, which are closer together, then the DA is roughly somewhere around the early 20s, which would largely represent a stagnation. So for me, the most interesting thing here is that the jury is still out on the DA. Are they going to grow dramatically and significantly into that high 20s, 30 range? Or are they going to remain stagnant at you know numbers of the high teens or early 20s, which would effectively be a stagnation? And that's really the question, because, for example, if we look at the Ipsos poll, it has the EFF, as we move on to the EFF, two points behind the DA, which means that the DA is in striking distance for the EFF, and that would mean that the EFF would become the official opposition in South Africa. So that's one to watch. Can the EFF accelerate fast enough either to catch or be very close to the DA as an official opposition, a few percentage points behind. Because there's always been daylight between the ANC and the DA, but there's also always been daylight between the DA and the next biggest opposition party. So will that gap close or will the DA continue um, to keep that gap as it goes into the 30s? That for me is a fascinating and interesting question. Also, if the DA is at 30, then it has a real claim if there's an opposition coalition to say, well, we really are the, the biggest player in that. Whereas if, it, if it's in the early 20s and the EFF is in the late teens, it's not as, as clear. EFF, as I, I've already looked at, at some of the implications, I think the EFF wants to go anywhere 15 and above. Anything below 15, for me, would be... Uh, would be it wouldn't be a, a failure because the EFF is currently at 10, so it would be growing quite significantly. But the EFF anywhere below 15 is still an important player, but it, it hasn't signaled that it's shifted its place in South African politics into that new region of 15 and above. 15 to 20, that really places the EFF, whether it's in a governing coalition or not, in a completely new place in the South African parliament, and it will be able to wield much more power than it, it ever has before. So the EFF would look at, at the Ipsos number and say, wow, 18, that would be a dream world, I think. It'll look at the SRF number, 9%, and that would be very worrying for the EFF. So the 15 average right now is probably around about the minimum of where the EFF would want to be. So that's a look at what the polls have been saying the next time someone asks you what you think will happen in the South African election. Rather than thumb-sucking, you can actually have something to say about what the data is telling us at this particular moment. So let's move on to what this could mean for some of the other parties in South Africa's political arena. We have the Patriotic Alliance, Action SA, Bosa, Rise Mzansi. What do these numbers mean for them? Okay, great. So let's come back and look at some of the other parties in South Africa's political firmament. Now, we have, for, for starters, uh, the current fourth biggest party, which is the IFP. Now, it's difficult to see exactly across the different polls, but just to look at the Ipsos poll, they've got the IFP at around 5% nationally. Now, that would be a strong showing from the IFP, and that 5%, again, would be absolutely crucial because if we think about that in relation to the ANC, if the ANC is anywhere above 45, 
then a natural potential partner would be to say, well, we've got 45, IFP, you've got five. We can have a very clean national coalition with just two parties and the ANC and the IFP will come together and govern. It will be stable. We'll only have to keep two parties happy instead of these nine party coalitions that we see. But right now, the ANC, if it was at 43, for example, it wouldn't be able with the IFP's five to get above 50. So things get messy again. Now, one thing that was interesting for me in terms of the IFP and ANC is that the IFP has kind of been playing both sides. They're part of this um, so-called moonshot pact, which has become the so-called multi-party charter. Now, the IFP is in that way putting its lot in with, with the DA, Action SA, the Freedom Front, and the opposition parties. But the fact of the matter is, the IFP has in some ways cooperated with the ANC. All you have to do is take a look at the public protector and the new public protector's um, uh, election in parliament, right? In order to get over the line, you needed all the ANC MPs, but they also collaborated with the IFP and a few other smaller parties, the Good Party, for example, um, the NFP. So we've already seen that cooperation in parliament, which is where it really matters. And so this five number for the IFP is interesting, also in terms of the balance of power in parliament after that. The IFP is one to watch. Will they continue to stay loyal to the multi-party charter or will they be tempted by a national coalition with the ANC? Don't rule that out because, as I said in the last video, the ANC could offer them to govern KZN, the IFP that is, in exchange for the ANC keeping the national government and that would be a sweet deal for the IFP. They would get the prize of KZN after which they, they have uh, long been after or after which they have long chased and the ANC would stay in national national government. So that's the IFP. Let's come on to a few other, other parties. Now, the Patriotic Alliance didn't even register in these polls. So, I mean, I won't spend a lot of time on them, but the Patriotic Alliance, for me, I think it's an interesting development to the extent that I think they're going to do well in various communities but I'm not convinced of their national footprint. So they are going to have an impact in certain Gauteng uh, regions, in certain Western Cape regions, for sure, in certain Northern Cape regions. And that could have an effect on the balance provincially, but I'm not convinced, well, the polls already, already tell us that they're not registering beyond 1% right now nationally. So they're gonna have a strong showing where they're strong, but I wouldn't get carried away with thinking that they're going to somehow emerge as an official opposition or, or even a third or fourth biggest party. Um, so the same goes for, for parties like Bosa, Musi Maimane's Bosa, for parties like Rise Mzansi. Now, just, just to backtrack a bit, the polling data came out in October, but it reflects uh, data from around July, I think, or, or a few months before the polls. Now, I've been watching Rise Mzansi, and one thing has, has stuck out for me in terms of their campaign, and that is the effective postering in Gauteng. Now, obviously, I don't know outside, and this is quite anecdotal. It's just my experience. But certainly in Gauteng and certainly in Joburg, Rise Mzansi's poster campaign is already out of the starting blocks. It already looks quite well 
uh, well oiled. So they seem to have machinery and and resources. I always play this game uh, in a South African election. Who's got the best poster campaign? Because what does that tell you? It tells you you've got enough volunteers in enough corners of the country who can actually execute a mission, which is get posters up. And for a long, long time, the ANC used to absolutely dominate those street poll posters. Like you just, it was just the ANC. And then the DA started emerging onto the scene and they would compete with the ANC. In the last election, the EFF started competing, but now we're even seeing Rise and Zanzi and, and Action SA had a pretty good poster campaign as well. So that's one to watch because I think Rise and Zanzi will shave off probably a significant degree of, of ANC support. Um, and of course, they're targeting non-voters. So that's an interesting thing for me. I would keep an eye on Rise and Zanzi. Interestingly too, Action SA... Uh, seems to be the next biggest party after the IFP. So Action SA is uh, is at 4%, in the Ipsos poll at least. So you've got the IFP at 5 and Action SA at 4. It's another interesting race. Who will get the race to 4th? Will it be the IFP or will it be Action SA? So it looks like in terms of the new entrants in this election, Action SA are leading the pack at 4%. And what, what would that mean? It would mean that the IFP and Action SA together would be somewhere around 9 or 10%, which is a significant block of the electorate. And where those two go also could sway the balance of power. So that's just a brief survey of what these results could also mean for different parties. And you can start to see, parties will always talk a lot. They'll always say they are going to win the election. Let me just tell you now, by definition, not everyone can win an election, right? It's a finite pool and it's a zero-sum game. So don't always believe parties when they pretend or make you feel like they are going to win. Some parties can say that and, and be not even registering in the polls, but also be mindful of where the big parties are in the polls and how the sands in this election are shifting. So fam... As we conclude, let me just uh, say thank you so much for following the journey of SMWX. This channel started for the 2019 election, and it's amazing to think that a whole new election later, we're still here. And as you may have seen, we have upped our game. We finally moved into a new SMWX dedicated studio. So up to the election, we are going to be bringing you all kinds of different content, different voices. When you look around the channel, make sure you check out the different features we have. We now have voices from a number of different people like Mighty Jamie, like Tessa Dooms, who are giving us guest analysis and their own opinions. Check out the latest interview with Dr. Mdlini Chwaku, uh, the public safety MMC from Johannesburg. And tell all your friends to tell all their friends that this is the best, most independent, youth-focused place to understand what's going on in South African politics. You don't need to read all these different newspapers and think about all these different channels. As long as you keep it locked here, you're going to know what's going on. You're going to be able to listen to the voices via interviews. You're going to be able to get opinion and analysis. And let's collectively, as we go forward into this election, educate ourselves. It's not about saying who you should vote for or who you shouldn't vote for. It's about making sure that you are educated so that you know what's going on in this election. 
In fact, there's a registration weekend coming up and I would encourage everyone to make sure they're registered to vote. We'll have the link down in the description. It's easy, you can do it online. And what I really hope for this election is not what party wins. It would be for a younger generation to make their mark because if more young people show up, we know that South African politics will shift in the future for the better. So keep it locked on SMWX. Like, share, comment, subscribe. I'm always down in the comments replying to you, liking your comments. And let's see what you have to say. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Well, it's all good as long as you're engaging and interacting. Keep it locked on SMWX. Aye, aye.